Welcome to this podcast featuring Amir Sarfati, founder and president of Behold Israel. Behold Israel provides biblical teachings through its tours, speaking events, and social media. It's also a reliable and accurate source for developments in Israel and the region. Amir's live updates and teachings are based on God's written word. Connect with Behold Israel on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Download our free app, available on Android and Apple, under Behold Israel. Shalom everyone, this is Amir Tzalfati from Behold Israel. We're about to have a great interview with Dr. Golan Broshi on the topic of who is a Jew? What is Judaism? Is Christianity a new religion or is it actually a, a form of Judaism that existed already in the Second Temple period? And I chose to conduct this interview right here on the coastal plains of Israel, the city of Netanya, where the Mediterranean is meeting the land of Israel. Because this is the meeting point of, of the Gentile world and the Jewish world throughout centuries. And I think that it's interesting and important to maybe take a look at the Jewish people and the Jewish Messiah and the gospel from the outside into the land of Israel. Dr. Golan Broshi, what an honor to have you here with us today. We've known each other for quite a few years. In Bethesda yes, Congregation. Yes, Bethesda Congregation, which I'm still part of, but you moved to uh, central uh, Israel, Israel now and not in the north anymore. And you are one of the professors in the Israel College of the Bible. Yes. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? So, yeah, it's a pleasure being here. And uh, I was born and raised in, a kibbutz, in kibbutz Malkia, up north, really ultra atheistic, ultra-communistic environment, you know, just uh, I, we slept in a kid's house, children's house, because the kids would belong, the kids belonged to the kibbutz, the kids oh. didn't belong to their parents. But, you know, God can reach even the darkest places in the world, yes. and he, God sent an angel from Oregon, from America, from Oregon, to witness. Wow. But, you know, this angel was so, um, so uh, naive, you know how he witnessed to me, you know what he told me? Nothing. But the way he acted, the way he behaved, I was, I was overwhelmed. I said, what, what manner of man is he? You're talking about a real person. A real person <laughs> that came to volunteer in the kibbutz. And he didn't witness with words, but with his deeds. Wow. But I, I was too stubborn. I was too stupid, I guess. And I didn't catch it. So God had to send another angel. This time from Korea. You cannot go more gentle than this, right? Yes. And again, you know, so what, what did this angel say? Nothing. Nothing. But I could see in her eyes the glory of, the, of Israel, you know, mm -hmm. the glory of, of the salvation of Israel. I saw it in mm -hmm. her eyes. And, you know, long story short, uh, we, we got married after, after Yeshua saved me. We got married. We have a couple of kids. And we live uh, close, yes. close to this place, yes. close to this hotel. And uh, you graduated from the uh, Haifa University? First Haifa University. Then I went uh, to, to the Hebrew University. And then I finished my doctorate in Dallas Theological Seminary, so DTS. DTS. And I served in ICB, I served, in, uh, yes. I served as a in teacher. The, wonderful. And uh, I know that uh, recently you wrote a book and that is being translated right now. Yes, yeah, so and you know, the, the myth of the oral law. It's, it's, the myth of the oral it's, law. It's in Hebrew, mitos atorah and it's being translated as we speak to English. Wonderful. And so, so we, could, we could offer it uh, in English. This, in, uh, is, this is great. Yeah. And you know, the topic we're going to talk about this morning here from the coastal city of Netanya, is, which is where the Israel College of the Bible uh, located, um, is literally a topic that bothers millions around the world. Yes. And unfortunately, it's also a tool in the hands of the enemy to confuse the people of God. And that topic is, who are the real Jews? And, and even more, are there any real Jews? Yes. So why would somebody say that there are no more Jews? And this is what we're going to talk about. But yes. first, we have to say, what, what is, is a Jew? What exactly. is a Jew? So Who's Israel? Who so, is a Jew? So we'll go, we'll go to, the, to, 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 the, to the most famous book in the world, the oldest book in the world, the Bible. Yes. Yeah. And in the Bible, you know, Israel appears hundreds if not thousands of times. Israel in the Bible could be either the God of Israel or the physical descendant of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. So the, the, the great question is, are the Jews ethnos or ethos? So, and so this is, the, this is the main question. Is Judaism a religion 
or Judaism is ethnic group like the Chinese, like the Swedish. So in the Bible, in yes. the Old Testament, we didn't go to the New Testament yet. In the Old Testament, Israel and the Jews are only physical descendant. Even if they don't keep the law, they're still Jews. So listen, now this is, this is almost crazy. Even if they don't keep Judaism, let's say the Jewish law, they're still Jews. No matter what, they could be secular, they could be... Because uh, they were born Jews. Exactly. A Jew is somebody, and by the way, in the Bible, in the Old Testament, it's through the Father. Absolutely. Through the, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk in a minute yes. about conversion and, and, and about the mother thing. But in the Bible, it's always through the Father. And we see it with Joseph. Who did Joseph marry? Osnat. Yes. Osnat was an, was an Egyptian. Now, according to the Talmud, Every one of the kids of Jacob, without Joseph, Joseph married an Egyptian. All the other kids of Jacob, the 11, married Canaanite women. Wow. So they didn't marry Jewish women, but their sons were, were still Jews. considered to be Jews. Because exactly. it's the seed. It's the seed. Seed is always the father. And from the father. So basically, what you're saying is a descendant of a Jewish father automatically is a Jew. According to the Old Testament, that's the only even today. criteria. Today... No, I'm saying biblically. Biblically, biblically even, even today. today. God biblically, never changed it. Exactly. God didn't change it. Okay. The problem is that men messed with it. But the term Jewish people, it, it, it could be surprising for some of us, but, uh, but the term Jewish people appears only in Jeremiah and in Esther, Mordecai was, wasn't a descendant of Judah. Mordecai wasn't from the type of Judah, but he's described as Mordecai the Jew. The Jew yes. Because he came from Israel. He was a descendant of Jacob. So Mordecai is a Jew, not because he's Judean, not because he came from the tribe of Judah necessarily, because he, he came actually from the tribe of Benjamin, but he's a descendant of Jacob. So we see it from Genesis, to the book of Esther, which is late, from Genesis to Esther, a Jew is a descendant of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I see. Now, we see today, there's the term a Jew, but there's also a term called Judaism. And Judaism, everybody refers to as the religion of the Jews. Exactly. Now, the question is, where does the term Judaism appear first? And you wouldn't believe it, but... Before that, how does the New Testament define the Jew? Okay, that's true. How does the New Testament define Israel? So some of us could, would be surprised, but exactly as the, old. as the Old Testament. Exactly. Now, the term Jews appears in the New Testament over 100 times, always referring to the descendant, the physical descendant of Israel. If they believe in Yeshua, if they reject Yeshua, if they follow the God of Israel, if they follow other gods, the descendant of Israel are like, you know, it's, 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 it's in their blood. It's in it, the it DNA. It is a blood thing. Exactly. It's bloodline. The, Jews are bloodline. Exactly. It doesn't matter what you believe. doesn't matter what you practice. Yes. You don't, you don't necessarily follow the truth, but you don't stop being a Jew. Yes. Because, again, if we compare it to other ethnicities, how can a Chinese person stop being Chinese? If, if he believes that or this, it doesn't matter. Yes. Right? You're Chinese because you're born Chinese. You yes. cannot change it. Now, in the New Testament, and, the, the, and this is why the problem starts, in the New Testament, there are other meaning for the term Jews. In the Gospel of John, the term Jews appears many times. But there in the Gospel of John, sometimes the terms Jews refer only to the Jewish leaders. Only. The leadership the, of the Jewish people. Scholars agree. The religious Jews that rejected Yeshua are called Jewish, are called the Jews because they come from Judea, from Jerusalem, compared to the Galileans. Oh, so I see let's, that. So Simon, Simon Peter, is a Galilean Jew. So sometimes in the Gospels, when, he, when, when the term Jews uh, was, uh, was uh, mentioned, it wasn't necessarily talking about people not from Judea or not from leadership. Exactly. So when Yeshua is blaming the Jews in the Gospel of John, he's not blaming all the Jews. When he says, you are of your father Satan, yes. he's talking to specific Jews, the Pharisees. Yes. The Pharisees, the priests, the scribes, and the, but mainly the scribes and the Pharisees, which lived, they lived in Jerusalem. They were Judeans compared to Simon, 
that was Galilean. Yes. But it, of course, Simon was a Jew. You know, Shaul, Paul, yes. Paul the Apostle was, was a, a Jew, Jew, but he wasn't Judean because he wasn't born in Got Judea. You. Got you. So we see that in the New Testament, there are two ways to refer to the Jewish people. The descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. All the Jewish people. Yes. Or the leadership that was uh, religious and uh, very, very uh, in, into the law yeah. and all that. And so, and so I wonder, so I wonder, the negative term Jew referred probably only to the leadership. Exactly. So scholars find out every time the Jews are spoken negatively in the New Testament, it, it, it only refers to parts of the Jews. Yes. So, and again, this is really important because the, 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 the argument about the true way yes. is within Judaism, within the realm of Jewish people. There's other, there's many cults, there's many Judaisms. Many substreams. Exactly, substreams, sub groups. There's the yes. Essenes, the Pharisees, Sects. the Sadducees, the followers of Yeshua. Yes. And the argument is within the family. Yes. This is important to understand. The argument of who is the true Jew in the sense of the spiritual Jew yes. is within the realm of Judaism. Wow, in so you, that's huge what you just said. What you just said is this, because let's face it, a lot of Gentile believers believe they're the spiritual Israel. And when he talks about who the real Jew is and all of that, they're the spiritual and there's the physical. But what you're saying is when the Gospels and the Epistles talked about the spiritual Jews as well as the physical, uh, physical Jews. Jews, it was a Jewish discussion exactly. and argument within themselves. Within the Jews, and we'll see it in Some the... are spiritual and some are carnal, exactly. some are religious. Listen, in Israel, in Israel, what's the percentage of, of, of secular Jews? How many th secular Nowadays, Jews? Nowadays, it's about 70%. 70%, let's say, let's say, even, let's say 50%. Let's say 50. So what, are there Jews or not Jews? Of course they of are. Of course they're Jews, but they're secular because of the Holocaust, because of other things, they forsaken, they've forsaken God, but, but they're Jews. So, now, is there arguments in Israel? Of course. About, about, about yes. politics, about other... There's arguments like in every country. And by the way, all this separation between the spiritual and physical, it's really dangerous because it, it goes to the Gnostic philosophy. A man is, is, is a spirit, and a body. You, yes. you don't separate Amir from his spirit. Yes. The spirit True. needs your physical body and your True. physical body needs your spirit. So, so all this question that, okay, Israel is physical, but the spiritual Israel is, no. So what you're no saying separation. is, Israel is physical, but of the physical Israel, there were also the spiritual ones. So Professor Boyarin, Professor Daniel Boyarin, I think he lives in America, he says, forget about Christianity and Judaism. Forget about it in the first century, Many Judaisms, many wow. ways, many Judaism, Messianic Judaism, Rabbinic Judaism. But how will many. a non-Jew define himself? So a non-Jew was like... Non-Jew believer. Uh, yeah, but listen, Boryarin says before the non-John, before the, okay. the Gentile came to faith, before that, the, in, the, in the time of the Gospels, before any Gentile got saved, we had many forms of Judaism. So you're saying there is no Christianity within Judaism. There was one more Jewish exactly. group. Exactly. And, and not only one more, there's another professor from Hebrew University which says that the Messianic Judaism is before the Rabbinic Judaism. Absolutely. It is Historically before. came before. So listen, we have many Judaisms and the question is, which one is the true Judaism? The struggle in the first century Judaisms was what is the way? Who has the authority from the Bible? What's was, the way, what's the truth, and what's the life? Exactly. That's but why he had to tell them that. Exactly. And who has the authority over Israel? The Pharisees? The, 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 the priests? The Sadducees? You know, who, who has the authority over the people? The, listen, the implication is huge because if Messianic Judaism is the true Judaism, and of course we believe it is, Imagine, this is Judaism. Messianic, Ju Christianity is Jewish. Is, Christianity is actually the true Judaism, basically. And now we, you understand why this uh, professor from the Hebrew University, Professor Yovel, he, he, has, he has a whole book dedicated to the, to, to, the, to the theme, the Christian roots of the rabbinic Jewish faith. Wow. The Christian roots, now when of he means... the mean, rabbinical Jewish, Jewish faith. faith. So the Christian roots of the rabbinic faith. 
every um, ceremony, holiday that we have in the rabbinic, uh, in the rabbinic Judaism, he can find the origin in Messianic Judaism. And I'll give you an but example. But he called it Christian. He, yeah. he calls it Christianity. Yes. But he knows it's Jewish. And he's, he's, he, has a, he has an example. The, the, the Seder, the, the Passover. Passover. It says the first Passover he can find is in the Gospels, in the Last Supper. The, listen, this professor is a secular professor. The first Seder, the first Passover, historically, the first Passover as we know it today, that the family is gathering and singing and eating, is found in the Last Supper, in the Gospels, not in the rabbinic literature that came 200 years later. So rabbinical literature cannot record a single time of a Passover Seder before the first century. Be because the rabbinic literature is so late and the professor is an historian. So he says, wait, I'm going to check the writings. If the writings of the New Testament come before the writings of the rabbis, I have to, I have to treat them as earlier. So he's saying the, the first account of, of, of Leila Seder, of the Passover, is in the New Testament. Now, the question is, we said Jews from the, from the Old Testament and, and the New Testament, Jews are descendant of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Okay, what about the rabbinic literature? Who is a Jew concerning the rabbinic literature? There is the definition of who a Jew is according to the Bible. The Bible, the Old and New Testament. The Old and the New Testament, which is the Word of God. And, but you say, the rabbinical Judaism offers a different definition and to not, who a Jew is. And not only a different, a, a reformation which echoes to this day. A wow. huge reformation because rabbinic literature revolutionized the term Jew. Because they wanted to get the authority over Israel, mm -hmm. they said, if, you're not, if, you if you don't join our party, our political party, the Pharisees, if you don't join, your Judaism would be in risk. Your Jewishness, you could lose your Jewishness if you don't follow so our actually, type of Judaism. Actually, the first people who actually said that Judaism is ethos rather than ethnos were Jews. Exactly. The, the rabbinic, rabbinical The rabbinic Jews are the first Jews in history which said that uh, the Judaism is only a religion or is mainly a religion. If, and if you don't follow our type of religion, our type of Judaism, the rabbinic Jews, your Jewishness would be in risk. Oh, wow. This is a revolution, amazing revolution. And I want you to, to see a quote from, and it's from the Talmud, Tractate Megillah. They ask, why did Mordechai from Esther, Mordechai from the book of Esther, why did Mordechai was called a Jew? Now the obvious question, we said the obvious question, the obvious answer, Mordechai was called a Jew because he was a descendant of Jacob. He was from the tribe, the Talmud said no. The, rabbinic, the, the, the rabbi said no. He was called a Jew because who kafar, how do you say, lichpor? Well, he, 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 uh, he rejected... He rejected avodah zarah. He rejected the... Um, paganism. Pagan worship. He, be, he rejected idols. Idol so, worship. So yeah. listen, according to the, this, this tractate in the Talmud, Mordecai was called a Jew not because his physical origin... Not because of ethnic But because background. of ethos, because his theology was right. Wow. This, this is incredible. This, this wouldn't pass anywhere in the world. Anywhere in the world. If you tried on any other people in the world, any other group of people, it wouldn't work. But the rabbi said, Mordecai was called a Jew because he, fors he forsook pagan worship or, or, or other gods and, and stayed with the God of Israel. Wow. This is incredible. Now, scholars are saying that the rabbis took it further. If you deny Christianity, you're called a Jew. If, you're den if you deny Yeshua the Messiah, this is enough to call you a Jew. So a, a real Jew, a true Jew, is the one that rejected a certain theology, a certain belief. So if you're a non-Christian, you're a Jew. Exactly. <laughs> Now, this opens the door. I mean, that's the rabbinical. And listen, this opens the door for this, the, this reformation that we say, that, that this is a change of Judaism from ethnos to ethos. To ethos. Now, ethos is, is an idea, is a theology, yes. is a religion. Now, this starts the confusion. What is Judaism? Is it a religion or is it an ethnic group? What is Judaism? The, the confusion starts only then. So, 
our theme is who who are who are the real Jews? Uh, going back to the Old Testament, New Testament, a real Jew is anyone who is descendant of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Exactly. Comes the rabbinical Judaism, and, it, and then it says the real Jews are those who are a. They uh, follow us and our traditions, our party. Our yeah. party. B. As long as they're non-Christian. If they deny, deny the Jesus, enemy, the, the enemy, yeah. because listen, there's there's a, a political fight over over the authority on the Bible, and the Messianic Jews are growing, their population is growing, the, the Rabbinic Jews are growing. So they say, if you if you, as long as you reject them, you're with us. But remember, this is like a political, and and it's important to understand, it's a family dispute within the family. This is a family dispute over authority. One amazing decision changed the Jewish world forever. And we read it yes, in Acts 15, in the 15th chapter of Acts, when yes, Gentiles... Yes, I love are, that. This chapter, I'm quoting it all listen, the time. The, 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 disciples, the Jewish disciples of Yeshua don't know what to do because yes. something which never have happened before happening now. Yes. Gentiles are embracing the Messiah. They're embracing the Jewish way. Jew this kind yes. of Judaism. And, and that's why it was a Jewish discussion what to do with the now Gentiles. The question, the question arises, what, what are we doing with your Gentiles? Now why? Why? Because in the rabbinic party when Gentiles are joining, they're no longer Gentiles. They're replacing Israel, so to speak, by becoming Israel with conversion. They're so they're, they're, they ask themselves, should the Gentiles that follow Yeshua Jews. convert? Should they convert like, like in the rabbinic party? So I'm reading, and uh, you, you know, certain men came down from Judea, taught the brethren, unless you are circumcised according to the custom of Moses, you cannot be saved. Unless you convert. This is Giyur. Yes. This is conversion. That's conversion. Unless you convert. So you're, you're, basically, you're basically saying, you're basically saying, the people who followed Paul didn't care about the soul or the spirit as much as of the flesh. And, and uh, it says... And, it says they, they were believing Jews in Yeshua that came from the Pharisees. The, in their mind, they said, wait a minute, the rabbis are converting Gentiles. Should, we should convert them too if they follow Christ. Yes. If, they, if they follow the, this kind of rabbinic Judaism, they convert. How come they, so they should convert if they follow this kind of Judaism, which is the Messianic Judaism. So you're Judaism. saying they are people who supposedly followed Christ, but they had a a twisted understanding. Exactly, because they came from a rabbinic background. I see. They were saved from rabbinic Judaism into Messianic Judaism, so, and they say, fellas, let's convert them now. So this is why we know that uh, Paul came all the way to Jerusalem, and he says we received, uh, that we were received by the church and the apostles and the elders, and then they reported all things that God had done with them. But some of the sect of the Pharisees... Exactly, what did they say? who believed, who believed, rose up saying, it is necessary to circumcise them and to command them to keep the to law of Moses. To convert them to Jude to make them Jews. They said, Gentiles must become Jews, like the rabbis are doing. And you know, up until today, I see Gentiles that want to become Jews. And, Interesting. And what is the answer? And, and the answer was, first of all, the apostles and the elders came together to consider the matter. It was a big thing. I'll, I'll talk all the way. I, I love... Uh, Peter's speech because Peter was the first one he says guys sorry he says uh, with all the respect he rose up and said to them men and brethren you know that a good while ago God chose among us that by my own mouth my mouth the Gentiles should hear the word of the gospel and believe so God who knows the heart acknowledged them by giving them the Holy Spirit just as he did to us and made no distinction between them, us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. Now therefore, why do you test God by putting a yoke on the neck of the disciples which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear? Exactly. But we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we, look, now he's being, I call it, he was provoked to jealousy by them. Yeah. We shall be saved in the same exactly. manner as they. Isn't that interesting? So the resolution, the decision was the Gentiles that are embracing this Judaism, the Messianic Judaism. Decision in verse 19, yes. Yeah. What does it say, 19? Okay, the decision, therefore I judge 
that we should not trouble those from among the Gentiles who are turning to God, but that we write to them to just abstain from things polluted by idols, sexual immorality, things strangled, and from blood. That's it. They don't need they to don't become... They don't need to be circumcised. And, and, you know, they don't need to convert. They don't need to become Jews. And I'll tell you yes. more. They cannot become Jews. How can a Chinese person that receives Yeshua can become Jew? How can he become a Jew? He can never become a descendant of Jacob. Exactly. He's a Jew maybe in the spirit that he, because he followed the spiritual Judaism. He follows But he's Christ. lacking the physical ethnic. He would never be physically but. Okay, so he we was have, grafted in. So we have that resolution with the, with, with the disciples of Yeshua. But the disciples of the rabbis decided exactly the opposite. Gentiles that would follow our way, the rabbinic way, would have to convert. They don't even have an option. One group in Judaism, Messianic Judaism, is saying you don't need to convert. The other group, the opposition, is saying you must convert. So now, the implication is amazing because, I'll, I'll ask you, what are more in the world, more Jews or more Gentiles? Absolutely Gentiles. Gentiles. So in, in, in a few years, if Gentiles are coming by, by thousands to the, to, to, the, to the faith in Yeshua, this movement is going to change demographically. Because if there, in the beginning there were more Jews, Messianic Jews, now after a few years there would be more Gentile Jews. <coughs> Which is that story. And, and, it's, and it's the story till today. There's more Gentiles followers of Yeshua. So the, this religion is, appears to be Gentile because it's full of Gentiles, right? Because there's more Gentiles. Of course there's more Gentiles. But what happened with the rabbinic camp? In the rabbinic Judaism, you have to, you have to convert to Judaism. So every Gentile that embraced rabbinic Judaism became a Jew. So it grew. So if Messianic Judaism shrank with the Jewish population, Rabbinical exactly, Judaism Exactly, and this is what we have today. And not necessarily all by real Jews. Exactly, Rabbi Akiva, he wasn't a Jew. Rabbi Meir, Shmaya and Avtalion, all the big shots, all the hard shots in Rabbinic Judaism, not, some of them were not Jews, not Jews physically. They converted, so they became Jews as if you can become they were converts. Exactly. And this is the key. When, when, when the rabbis decide that, that they would go for conversion and invent conversion, because we don't see it anywhere in the Old Testament. We don't see We see it in the New Testament when Yeshua is rebuking them for doing it. He says, how can you convert Gentiles all over the world? You're making them sons of hell more than you. Yes. You're sending them to hell because it's the wrong Judaism. Yes. Yeshua is against conversion because it's, there's no... How can you... How can you make a Swedish man become descendant of Jacob? How can you change his blood? Yes. Now no, you're saying, wait, wait, Golan, wait, wait, wait a minute. The rabbi themselves, do they really believe in that conversion? Do they really believe a Chinese person can become Jewish? Come on, you know it's nonsense, right? Do they? So I'll tell you. So the halakha, now the halakha is the rabbinic law, the Mishnah. Yeah. The halakha is asking some questions. Wait a minute. A Chinese person converted, became a Jew, and he was an only son to his father. Now his father is still Chinese. His father is dead. Who is he entitled? Is the son entitled for the inheritance of the father? Yes or no? Now why the question arose? Because if he's Jewish, he's no more Chinese. So does a Chinese person that converted entitled to inherit his father after his father died? And the, the answer in the Talmud is no. no wow. Because he's not Chinese anymore. Not only that, a convert to rabbinic Judaism is born again. They use that term. Their term the term is born again as a child. As a child is born again. As, remember Yeshua said, unless you come as children and unless you're born from the Spirit, born again. This is why your Professor Yovel is saying from the Hebrew University, he's saying there's so many parallels between the two movements and he's saying the rabbis took the phrases from messianic judaism so a convert is born again like a child and you to judaism now the question another question arose can and i'm sorry for being for being blunt yeah go ahead can a chinese person marry his chinese sister 
Obviously, and the Rambam, the Rambam, yes. Rabbi uh, Moshe, the Maimonides, I think. Yeah, Rambam says, according to the Halakha, he cannot marry his sister. Why? Because his sister is still Chinese. She's a Gentile. Unless she converts, he cannot marry her. And if she converts? If she converts, according to rabbinic law, he they're can not brothers and they're sisters. They're not brothers and sisters, so he can marry her. This is just to say that at least the rabbis believed this conversion. It wasn't only a fiction, okay, we'll, 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 okay, we'll accept those Gentiles. And Look, Rabbi Akiva wasn't a Jew. He married Rachel. He married a Jewish girl, and his descendants are Jewish. No question about it. Nobody, nobody, you know, even today, if you ask people in the streets, hey, who's the most famous rabbinic Jew in the world? If you're Rabbi Akiva, you know, Rabbi Akiva probably, mm -hmm. he wasn't even a Jew. But because his parents converted, now he's a physical, he's a physical Interesting. Jew. Can, Interesting. This is, this is, can you see more replacement theology than yes, this? I know. <laughs> but I, I, it's interesting, Golan. I tell you why. Satan knows who the real Jews are. And he came to confuse, right? Yes. But he knows that if he wants to get rid of the Jews, he needs to tell the enemies of Israel, let's say Hitler. Hitler didn't look for religious Jews. He didn't look for rabbis or rabbinical Jews. He didn't Judah. care. He Hitler cared. did think that it's an ethnos. Exactly. Because and he went after every person with Jewish blood. Because he knew that if you, if you, if you take down the ethnicity, the, the ethnic Jews, you take down, down Judaism. Yes. You don't need, first take, you know, it's, take, take the physical first, the spiritual will die later, you know what I mean? Most of the anti-Semites, who do they attack? The spiritual Jews? The spiritual no. Israel, no. they would never attack spiritual, they think they're the spiritual Israel. Yes. So they would always attack physical Israel, which tells you that all this nonsense about are there any real Jews, if there is anti-Semite, they're real Jews. Yes. Yeah, it's interesting, you're right, you're right. They, first they say there are no more real Jews, and then they blame the Jews for all the problems uh, for of the everything. world. everything. You have to decide which end of well, the stick. Uh, yeah, do, yeah. But Professor, you know, there's another Professor Yermiao Yovel, another professor. He, he, say, he comes today and he says, wait a minute. Wait a minute, you're, you, you're going crazy. Judaism became a religion? He says, wait a minute. If, Jews, if, if Judaism is a religion, which, which religion is it? Is it Reformed Judaism? Is it conservative? Is it Orthodox? What about the secular Jews? If Judaism is only a religion, what about the millions of secular Jews all around the world? So he says, of course, this is nonsense. Of course, Judaism is not only a religion and it's not a religion from the beginning. But on the other hand, Professor Yermiao Yovel is asking, if Judaism is only an ethnic thing, we have a, another problem. What about all the conversions? All the converts, all the thousands of converts that came from the time of Yeshua till today. Yermiao Yovel, this professor, is asking, if Judaism is only ethnicity, what do we do with all the converts now? What do we do with Rabbi Akiva? We throw him under the bus? Yes. What are we going to do with him? And this question of who is a Jew is still hunting the Jewish world. It's still a family dispute, like in the first century, in Israel, True. in the highest courts. There's still, in the Supreme Court, the question, who is the Jew? Now I'll tell you what happened. Yeah. This confusion influenced the secular state of Israel with the law of return. Yes. Everybody know the law of return, the law that gives permission to Jews everywhere in the world to, to make Aliyah, to come to Israel. By definition, Israel was declared as a Jewish state, as exactly. a state of the Jews. So in, in, in the 50s the, of, of, the, of the last, of the former century, yeah. 1950, there was a law passed. Every Jew in the world can make Aliyah, can come to Israel to live in Israel and will be a citizen of Israel. Every Jew. Now, in the 70s, the rabbinic and religious parties said, that, hey, wait, that's not good enough. That's not good enough. Because we want to decide who's a Jew. So by the, by the force of, of political, religious parties, the law of return was changed, was fixed. We call it a tikkun, yes. a fix to the law. And they defined it for the first time in the world. Jews define it, who is a Jew? And there's three criterionim. Uh, criteria. Criteria. First, you got to be born of a Jewish mother, which is incredible, because in the Bible, it was a Jewish father. Yes. So they say a Jewish mother. And by the way, when did that change? In the Talmud. 
in the Talmud, they, they decided... Was it because the Roman soldiers... No, they, they would attribute it, and it's a good point what you said, they attribute it to Ezra, but it's, it's out of context reading of Ezra, so we will leave Ezra aside, but the rabbis contributed this reformation, which, which makes Jews only by their mother being Jewish, they attribute it to Ezra, but actually it's in the Talmud. But scholars are saying this is from the influence of the Greek, of the Rome, excuse me, for the Romans. Because the Romans, in, in the laws, they had something with, with, their, with the mother, with being a Roman citizen, uh, something with the mother. So, the, so, so scholars are saying the rabbis took it or were influenced from, the, from a Roman law. But the first cr criteria was Jewish, Jewish mother. mother. You're Jew on. The second, if you converted, She's amazing. Wow. So a Gentile who converted to Judaism. A Gentile which converts now a to rabbinic can Judaism come. can come, can make aliyah. Yes. And the third one, which is the, the most revolutionary one, if you're not a part of a different religion. So and if Amir embraces different Judaism apart than rabbinic, rabbinic Judaism, Amir is not no a Jew. longer a Jew. No, not a Jew for the sake, for of, the the sake of, of the law of return. If he is not for, an Israeli and he wants to move to Israel, they will not recognize him as, as a, a Jew. Jew if he is holding a belief in Yeshua. And this is the strongest mix. Mixing religion and ethnicity. Can you imagine that your faith would determine your ethnicity? Would it fly anywhere in the world? Absolutely not. This is incredible. Well, a question that I have to you is, how did the destruction of the second temple in Jerusalem reshape um, the, the, the Judaism as it is today? This is an, uh, one of the most important questions of, the, of our discussion. Because in the year 70, when the temple was destroyed, biblical Judaism was destroyed with it. I say again, biblical, when Judaism. biblical Judaism, biblical and I mean biblical the Old Judaism Testament, the that Sinai, was based on, on, on the priests, on the temple, on the sacrifices, sacrifices, that was destroyed with the temple. And now, a New Testament had to come. Some kind of a New Testament because the Old Testament Which was destroyed. Which was promised. It was promised. Now listen, we know there's many parties in, in, in the Jewish world and each one of them is so-called bringing a New Testament. Yes. Because all of them recognize when the temple was destroyed, the Old Testament Judaism was destroyed with it because the priests did not have any more a place to work. Yes. There were no longer sacrifices, no, no place of worship anymore. Biblical Judaism was destroyed and another Judaism, a New Testament. From the ashes of the, of the had to come. temple, a new one rose. Now the question is, which New Testament is the real one? The Rabbinic New Testament of the Oral Law or the Messianic New Testament by the blood of Yeshua? But every Jew knew that now something new, new has, to come. has to come. A New Testament has to come because the wow. Sinai, you cannot keep this. The Sinai Covenant is based on sacrificial work yes. by the priest only and only in one place with God chooses in yes. Jerusalem. Yes. So listen. Now, in the second and in the second century, most Jews are, are gone from the country. They're in Babylon yes. and in Europe. So, so there's long, no longer even the land of Israel, let alone the temple. So there's no temple. There's no Jerusalem. No there's no, there's no, no land of Israel for exactly. that. Exactly. And now a New Testament has to come. So in that sense, Rabbinic Judaism offers a New Testament and Messianic Judaism offer a New Testament. And Jews and Gentiles have to decide which New Testament is the true one that was what expected by the prophets, was, was foretold by the prophets. Yes. Which New Testament? But it has to be new because nobody today, nobody in Israel, nobody in the world keeps the Sinai covenants. Nobody, of course, you can't. You cannot can do you? that. Now people are saying, wait a minute, aren't they rebuilding the third temple? Yes, but in the third temple, there would only be thanks, Kobanot uh, Todah. Yeah. Only thanks, yeah. Um, uh, thanksgiving. Yeah, thanksgiving Sacrifices. sacrifice. So, so the sins had to be atoned by another mean. Now listen, Yeshua said he's the atonement for sins. Yeshua, in the New Testament of the Messianic Judaism, Yeshua said, I'm the atonement. In Rabbinic Judaism, they said, wise disciples which study the oral law, they are the atonement for Israel. 
So we see, wow. listen, listen, now, now you understand why Professor now Yovel... They, now I understand why they confused Isaiah 53 completely. Exactly, and you see why Professor Yovel is saying that it, this is so similar, Rabbinic and, and Messianic Judaism are so similar, because in Messianic Judaism, Yeshua is saying, I'm going to make sacrifice I'm for, the for ultimate Israel. sacrifice. For Israel, I'm going to make atonement. And the Rabbinic party, the Rabbinic Judaism says, the wise disciples that are studying as we speak in the yeshiva, they are the true atonement. It says in Midrash Avod Rabbi Natan, it says, they are the true atonement for Israel. Wow. Can you imagine that? So you have to pick, is Yeshua, Yeshua is going to be your atonement, or the wise disciples? Now, how did the rabbis make their Judaism so popular? How did, how did, some, how did you make somebody become a Jew? There's two ways. If he's Jewish, you have to convert him from secularism or whatever Judaism he practices. You have to convert him to rabbinic Jew. That's how you, 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 you make him a real Jew. Yeah. But there's also what the scholars are saying, mission, outside mission, outside the Jewish world mission, missionary, missionary work yes. to make the Gentile Jews by conversion. So, so, so rabbinic Jews is going with the two-edged sword. Inside the Jewish world will make converts, yeah? And outside the Jewish world will make converts from the Gentiles. But it's, con it's both conversion. You're converting from secularism, Judaism, and you're converting from being Gentile into Judaism. I, I will be very honest with you. You know me, I, I'm shooting straight. Where we go now is the punchline. Is, the is deep the, water. The, yes. And in, in this whole thing, I think was, first of all, it was amazing wealth of information that everybody could could understand. Praise I the think that the understanding that there's an internal dispute, uh, dispute discussion. within the Jews. Discussion. Yes, discussion that people take it out of context. This is amazing. But I want to tell you something. And I know that thousands of thousands of hundreds of thousands of, of our followers, uh, they know exactly my opinion about people who are spewing two, 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 three verses from the New Testament that sounds very bad <laughs> and they make it look as if the New Testament is anti-Semite therefore they have the justification to be anti-Semite and Christians at the same time yes. and let's let's deal with those verses mm. and let's ask ourselves can or is the New Testament an anti-Semitic book so only this question alone, is the New Testament anti-Semite, is an oxymoron. It's like, is the ice warm? Which New Testament? The Rabbinic New Testament? Now, nobody would dare say the Rabbinic New Testament is anti-Semite, right? But which New Testament are you talking about? Remember, there's several New Testaments. Oh, so you're talking about this New Testament. Is this New Testament? Why? Because there's a few harsh verses when Yeshua is, is, is talking to his fellow Jews if I took Isaiah, the first chapter, when oh. Isaiah is calling them vipers, yes. would you, would somebody accuses Isaiah of being anti-Semite? What are you, are you out of your mind? He's anti-religion. This is incredible. Yeah. There, we said there's a family dispute. There's a dispute with Israel. Today, even today, politically wise, religiously wise, there's a discussion in Judaism, in Israel. What is the way? What is the true way in politics, in religion? There's a discussion among Jews. Yes. Let us discuss. Let us do it. We don't need, you know, yes. you can support us, yes. but, but let us discuss it. Let us convince our Jewish fellow, f f f fellows, our Jewish men, with the truth. Yes. But it's a Jewish discussion. Now I know there's a few harsh verses. Uh, let's, let's read but, John 8, 44. But I just want to remind yes. people, there's also verses in the Old Testament. Absolutely. And nobody I, would I, I dare. agree with you. I agree but, with but you. But why would nobody dare? Because they think, well, the Old Testament is Jewish. The Old Testament is, the, is Judaism. Wait a minute. Who wrote the New Testament? If not, if not the Jewish people, yes, you yes. know, followers of Yeshua. So why do you call the New Testament anti-Jewish? Yeah. How could it be anti-Jewish if it's Jewish altogether? And the most it. Jewish figure, the hero of it, is Yeshua. Absolutely. Salvation. And how can both of us, as Jews, as Israeli-born, could come to faith in Yeshua... If it was anti-Semitic. If this book was so anti-Semitic. But, but this is the lie that they sell us. And then when we open the Gospel, we say, what? 
this book is supposed to be anti-Semite. This is the most exactly. Jewish book in the world. Amazing. Where, You're why right. did you hide us from, from, from yes. this? Why did you and so let's go to John, John 8, 44. Exactly. Uh, Jesus is speaking to the Pharisees. He's speaking to the leaders. And he's saying... And some of, some of them are his disciples. Yes. Some of them follow him. Yes. Remember, some of the Pharisees are following him. So he said, you belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desire. Now that's... Uh, wow, that sounds pretty harsh, right? It's very harsh, but, but uh, Golan, I, I must tell you, that sounds familiar tell to me. Tell me, Amir, Amir, tell me. Is there, is there a, a, an election going on in America in a few months? There is. Are the opponents, uh, opponents attacking one another? Yes. They're attacking one another. Are there still Americans? They're still Americans. They're no anti-American. At, uh -huh. at least none of them think he's anti-American, right? Well, n no, both, of of them, them. both of them claim to be exactly. the true American. But they can attack each other in, a, in, in an American dispute. And none of them is thinking he's not, he's, he's an American, right? Yes. So there's a dispute here. Yeshua is disputing those, uh, another sect. And by the way, he's calling them you are from your father Satan did he call one of his disciples Satan yeah, yeah. also? it's interesting it's interesting I'm looking at in Matthew, uh, in Matthew, in Matthew 16 yeah. Matthew 16 it's, it's obviously Caesarea Philippi when Peter first acknowledged Jesus as the Christ the son of the living God and then Peter rebukes Jesus for, for going to the cross for, for talking about his soon death yeah. and Jesus turned and said to Peter get behind me satan you're a stumbling block to me and you do not have in mind the concerns of god but merely human concerns so listen listen yeshua is calling one yeshua of his is calling one of his can you tell me of one christian that would dare to say that saint peter is peter is anti-semite is, is of this, satan is of satan can you satan. show me satan himself can you show me one christian that would that but when yeshua is talking to other jews who don't believe yes. yet then it's anti-Semite. Oh, come on. Yeah, it, it, I know it's this weak and nonsense. I know it's, uh, excuse me for my French, stupid. But, it, I mean, that's how they take it. But listen, it's not, don't take our word. John MacArthur, not a Jewish believer. John MacArthur from California. He wrote a commentary. He's saying what Yeshua is meaning. That he's talking to Jews in the flesh. He means that they're not Jews in the spirit. Remember our dispute, the dispute, what's the, what's the real yes. spiritual way for Jews? So Yeshua is telling them, I know, I recognize that you're Jews in the, in the flesh. But, but even MacArthur said, calling them sons of Satan means they're not walking in the spiritual Judaism. They're not Jews in the spirit. Mm -hmm. That's the meaning of, the, of, of this verse in John. And you know, it's funny because Golan, the Bible says, and, and I'm just reminded that right now, and I think everybody would, would probably appreciate everybody knows John 3:16 we all yeah. you know we always quote that but watch this he says in verse 6 uh, John 3:17 he says in 17 he says for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be condemned and then he says in 18 he who believes in him is not condemned but he who does not believe is condemned already exactly in other words whether you're a Jew or a non-Jew if you are not believing in Christ, you're condemned already, and that is obviously... Now, what did Yeshua tell his disciples? I did not come to the Gentiles. I came to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Exactly. So, so, of course, the dispute is going to be between Jews, because it, Yeshua, never, yes. Yeshua didn't argue with Gentiles. He argued with his fellow men. And now comes a big however. There are times, twice in... In Revelation? The book of Revelation, chapter 2 and chapter 3, verse 9 in both of them, yeah. where we hear of people who claim to be Jews, Jews. but they're nothing but yeah. the synagogue of Satan. And, and this is what you're hearing today Absolutely. In, the, in, the, in, in the social media. Those anti-Semites today call the Jews, the real Jews, no, I mean, the synagogue of Satan. Something about anti-Semites. They they're already anti-Semites. They just need an excuse, yes, you know, absolutely. like Haman, like Pharaoh, yes. like the one from Germany exactly. that I don't want to remind his name also. Yeah. But they just need an excuse. So here, if you, if you hate the Jews, you're yeah. gonna find you, you will, can find you any will verse. hang on any verse. You even want. even if the verses that you want to say about from Revelation, even if they did not exist, they would find something else if they anti-Semites. That's right? true. I, I they agree They just with you. need an excuse. So in chapter two, the letter. Yeah. And, what does and, it say and, in English? Of course. In chapter 2, and I'm talking about to the church of Ephesus. So who's the letters are to? To the churches. The churches. To the Gentiles. And then look what he says. He's talking to the churches and it, 
It has to be clear to the people. This is not, in both chapter 2 verse 9 and chapter 3 verse 9, we're not talking about a condemnation for Israel or to Israel. This is about people who claim yeah, to be... He's not talking to physical Jews no, anymore. No, not That's at all. Not at all. Here it says, and let's, let's read it. He says, um, I know your affliction and your poverty, yet you are rich. And then he says, I know about the slander of those who say they are Jews and are not but are a synagogue of Satan. And then uh, in chapter 3, and I'm not nine. afraid to read those verses yeah, because yeah. I know how deceptive uh, people can be. Uh, now I'm talking about the letter to the uh, church in Philadelphia. And look what he says. And he says this. Indeed, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who say they are Jews and are not, but lie. Indeed, I will make them come and worship before your feet and to know that I have loved you. So let's, let's now remember, that's the Roman Empire. This is the first century. These are churches in Asia Minor. And now we're talking about the letters to the leaders of those churches regarding certain people who claim to, to be, be Jews. Jews. They are not really Jews, but actually synagogue of Satan. Now, historians, Bible scholars that study history and context are saying, because Yeshua is speaking to non-Jews, a congregation that consists of mostly non-Jews, why, are, why are, he, are he saying that there are some people who are calling themselves Jews and are not Jews? How can they call themselves Jews but they're not real Jews? But why would they do it? So, they, so the scholars are saying the Romans, the pagan Romans used to worship the emperor like You're talking a about God. Caesar. Yes, yeah, Caesar like God. True. So he's saying they call themselves Jews as Jews as meaning following the true God. This, as if, as if uh, those pathetic messianic Gentiles and Jews, those, they're wrong, they're, they're they nothing. They follow the, yeah, the, the one that we yeah. crucified. They follow the crucified. Oh, this is, yeah. And the Romans are saying, we follow the true God, Caesar. We are the true Jews. So Jews in, the, in this sense is a compliment. Is we, are, we, are, we follow the true. But, but then he yeah. says they're not. But they're not Jews. They're not real Jews. Once, hey, one, because, not, because they're, they're Romans. Because they're Romans and they followed Caesar. Yes. They see Caesar as God. So of course they're not Jews. But is that, it doesn't have to do anything with, with real Jews. Isn't this that is, interesting, Golando? I, I totally accept mm. this. But I think that if we take, obviously the Bible is also true today. And this is the book of Revelation, which means most of the book speaks of the future, not of, exactly. of, of the past. Mm. And I so I wonder, are there any, any, any Christians that are calling themselves Jews but are not real Jews? Absolutely. Can this happen? That's the Can thing. this happen? I believe... <laughs> Can history repeat itself? And I, I'm sorry if I'm offending people right now, but it has to be said. And I know I'm going to be attacked for it, but so be it. I believe that any Christian who claims to be the true Israel and that he had replaced Israel and now he is Israel, namely replacement theology, I believe this is satanic, diabolic, and I believe... We need to pray for them. Yeah? Yes, yes. We need for to pray them for to them. Repent, but repent I believe that this is a synagogue of Satan. And you know, so many times I meet Gentiles who are keeping the law, who are trying to become more Jews than the Jews, and yet they... And then they accuse those that are saved by grace as if they're not... So I have good news for these Gentiles and I go back to Acts the 15th chapter. You don't have to become Absolutely. Jews. This is not rabbinic Judaism. We Absolutely. don't force. Yeshua doesn't force anybody. I strongly we, This is good news for that. You can still be Chinese. You yeah. don't have to become Israel. Yes. You cannot become Israel. You embrace Israel's faith. Yes. You join the team. You can team. embrace the Jewish faith Absolutely. without becoming Jewish. You know, I want to end up this with, um, with, a story, with, a with a personal, personal angle. Story. It's a personal angle about our wives. Our, our wives, yes. yes. our wives. Let's face it. Um, our wives are a reflection, a mere reflection. Of this confusion. Of everything we just talked about. And it's a paradox. Listen, my wife is Korean. I said, you cannot go more Gentile than this. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is the end of the world. Okay. Yeah? My wife converted in an Orthodox conversion show. Legally, legally my wife for the rabbinic perspective, Jewish. My wife is legally Jewish. They turned it, she's no longer Korean, she's Jewish. 
Now your wife. My wife. Her father is a Jew. So biblically, she's Jewish. Biblically, descendant of Holocaust survivors. Holocaust survivors. My wife was born in Denmark to a Jewish father of a Holocaust, you know, survival, surviving parent, and to a Gentile, born-again Christian mother. mother. Now watch this, Golan. My wife that has the Jewish blood, father, Jewish. the blood, is considered by the, by the rabbinical Jews as non-Jew. Yeah. And your wife that has no Jewish blood is considered full-blown Jew. Exactly. Why? Because she, <laughs> she passed the theological exactly. test. And this is an example for the... Uh, if, if nobody understood a word we said until now, this is an example for the confusion between mixing oil and water, mixing religion with, and with blood and ethnicity. You know, my wife is a Gentile, but is considered to be Jewish because she passed the test, yes. the theological. Your wife is Jewish by ethnicity, but she's considered to be Gentile yes. because she didn't pass the test. Yes. This Isn't is that crazy? crazy. But I want to tell you, and we will conclude here, I want to tell you this. My children and your children, my wife and your wife, my family and your family, it doesn't matter where you come from, yeah. it matters where you go to. Exactly. Concerning salvation, Absolutely. there's only one way. Absolutely. I want to conclude this in the book of Acts, in the last chapter, chapter 28 in the book of Acts, verse 17, and it came to pass after three days that Paul called the leaders of the Jews together. And so when they had come together, he said to them, men and brethren, though I have done nothing against our people, our people again, or our. the customs of our fathers. Yet I was delivered as a prisoner from Jerusalem into the hands of the Romans, who when they had examined me, wanted to let me go because there was no cause to put me to death. But when the Jews, here is talking about the leaders from Judea, but when the Jews spoke against it, I was compelled to appeal to Caesar, not that I had anything of which to accuse my nation, yes. he says. For this reason, therefore, I have called for you to see you and speak with you, because for the hope of Israel, I am bound with this chain. Jesus is the hope of Amen. Israel. And the King of the Jews. And, and it's good that you mentioned that. I want you to read one more verse from yes. 1 Thessalonians, because that's another verse Absolutely. that the Jew haters want to, uh, always wants to use. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. First Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 14 and 15. Okay, so I here I am. I'm reading it uh, 14 and 15. He says, For you, brethren, became in, in, imitators of the church of God which are in Judea in Christ Jesus. For you also suffered the same things from your own countrymen just as they did from the Judeans who killed both the Lord Jesus and their own prophets and have persecuted us and they do not please God and are con and contrary to all men. Exactly. Now, in some translation, the Judeans is say Jews. Jews, exactly. And they don't understand. And MacArthur is emphasizing this in his commentary. It's not Jews in, in, in a whole. It's, it's Judean. It's the one who persecuted. It's the rabbinic cult Absolutely. that persecuted Shaul. So again, it's a family dispute between two New Testaments yes. to this day. We will conclude now. Real Jews still exist. Amen. They never disappeared. God has a plan. And God promised they would never God disappear. God promised. God has a plan for them. God brought them back to their land Amen. miraculously. Amen. God restored the land for he, he them. He got them back despite, Ex in spite of their sin. In, in, Ezekiel, in, in Ezekiel 36, 36 says that. In spite of their sin, yep. He didn't forsake yep. them. And then we see that he restored the land, restored the language, restored the, everything around here. And we, we, both of us, are the, the real proof that Israel still exists. Jews are back in the land. And I want to tell you folks, the God of Israel is faithful. And Amen. if he forgot about Israel or replaced Israel or, or got rid of Israel, then how can you be so sure he won't do it to you? Amen. I mean, the faithfulness of God for, to Israel is, a, is an insurance policy to the Gentiles that he will keep and his by the way, by the way, God was faithful to Israel through their sin while they were yet sinners. How, how did he save us? Gentiles while and just, we were yet exactly. sinners. Exactly. He, he loved us. Pattern. Yeah. Yes. Amen. 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 Thanks, Thank you. Buddy.
God bless you. Amen. And say hi to Sue, to Amen. your wife and to your kids. And uh, this is it. And I want to thank you all for praying for this ministry. And I want to remind you, if you hate that which God loves, you'll end up loving that which God hates. Thanks for listening to this podcast featuring Amir Sarfati, founder and president of Behold Israel. Connect with Behold Israel on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Download our free app available on Android and Apple under Behold Israel. Amir's teachings can be found in multiple languages. You can also visit our website, beholdisrael.org.